Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Why, yes, indeed, it is time for Critical Thinking. Thank you for joining us, whether that's via podcast or, of course, on our Rumble page, rumble.com backslash critical thinking. I am Andrew Coppins at The Coppins Show on your favorite uh, social media platform of choice. He is at The Padoni Show, host of the POS, which, given all that you're going through, I'm going to guess it's going to be a while before that returns. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> your house it, is about to look like a war zone, from what I understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we've got contractors coming today. We've got plumbers and electricians coming this week. Um, still fighting with the insurance, but you know we're we're still doing stuff anyway at this point because we're doing some stuff on our own anyway. But I'm just I've I've. Murphy's Law, man. What what can go wrong will go wrong, and it's only Tuesday, and Angry Pat is uh, knocking at the front door. All right. Well, today on the show, it is a Truth or Fiction Tuesday, so we're going to do that. Of course, we'll have the B or not the B. Um, but I wanted to start here, Pat. Truth or Fiction. Um, the right is misusing the term groomer. And they are... Um, they are racising, if you will, right? Racist. The term groomer. That's what they're doing, right? They're they're yelling groomer and it won't mean anything anymore. I guess is my truth or fiction, really. You you uh brought this up we actually had this discussion last week. I think it was actually an afterthought where we had this discussion. Correct. So um, we'll leave those or, or thoughts in the afterthought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to go with truth. Um, it, there, there is a point of where it is being used wrong. Um, my my question is with this particular case, um, how are you suggesting that they are using it wrong? So. I want to start with this before I go there. Pat. Okay, fair enough. I, I want to start with this. What is the actual definition of grooming? Because so many people don't understand it, right? So many people have never experienced what grooming looks like. So this is the best definition I have of grooming. This is the best definition I think exists of what grooming really is. It's the deliberate act of bringing a child into a sexual, political, or racial ideology, practice, cult, or lifestyle without the knowledge or consent of his or her parent, 
because you know we might have one parent or two, for the aim of isolating them from their family so the external party can abuse and manipulate them. Again, I'm going to read this to you one more time. Grooming is the deliberate act of bringing a child into a sexual, political, or racial ideology, practice, cult, or lifestyle without the knowledge or consent of his or her parents for the aim of isolating them from their family so the the external party can abuse and manipulate them. So when we're talking about the groomer bill, right, or or Disney being pro-groomer, right, and we had um, Kara Berkland on talking about, um, you know, the transgender uh, bill, right, and we're talking about a society that somehow transgenderism is a thing that we are now having to to wrestle with, okay? How did we get there, right? How did we get to the jump from 0.8 to 2 to 4 to 10 to now 20%, right, on a generation-by-generation basis right. of self-identification? It mm-hmm. is called grooming. It's not called acceptance. It is called grooming. Acceptance of of a lifestyle or acceptance of you know choices or whatever because here's the rub in all of this, right? We <clears throat> we've been told by the grooming crowd over the last 2 weeks that it is both a choice and something that is ingrained in you at birth. Those two things cannot be true at the same time. It is an either-or scenario. And I am much more inclined, given the fact that they have actual psychological evidence of this being a thing called gender dysphoria, that this is a choice. This isn't ingrained in you. Just like depression is a... (coughs) is a clinically diagnosed situation for people because it creates a chemical imbalance in the brain. Just like, you know, paranoid schizophrenia doesn't show up in people right away, right? It might not show up till you're 20, 30, 40 years old, but something with the balance in your brain changes. I'm not here to argue the, the, the point of anything other than than this. I cannot and will not accept you telling me that it is both a choice and a birth thing. Those two things are incongruent with each other. They're one or the other. And secondly, what have we talked about, Pat, when it comes to the point of what is going on with teachers more broadly in our society, let alone in this scenario that we have recently seen with the sexualization of children as young as pre-K now, right? We're, we're literally seeing teachers and preschool teachers talking about um, topics like masturbation and and sexualizing four-year-olds, five-year-olds, six-year-olds. And we're not talking about them answering a question that a child may have, right? We are talking about them actively teaching these children, because, quote-unquote, they are more accepting. There's also a line, though, of if a child asks a question, there's a line of of what a teacher should and should not answer. 
Right. That the, there the there simple... are questions that are specifically for parents. Now, if a, if a kid comes to, to your classroom and they ask something that is a question that is related to sex, that should be directed to the parents. And the teacher should actually just send a quick email and say, hey, your kid asked this in class today. Exactly. Um, you might want to handle it. Right. Hey, just That's to simple. let you know that, uh, you mm-hmm. know, Tommy or or Tammy asked this question in, in school today, um, you know, heads up that they might come home to ask you about it because I told them to ask you about it, right, and let you handle right. it. But right. beyond all of that, though, Pat, what have we talked about with teaching more broadly? We have talked about the fact that the goal of teaching today has not been about reading, writing, arithmetic, Right. The goal of teaching today is almost a separation of parents from children. It is driving that wedge, right? Driving that wedge in between the parent and the child. Because they believe wholeheartedly that the kid is their kid. Not, not you know, this is my classroom and I'm teaching the kids in my classroom. They believe they have ownership over your child. So as we look again at the definition of grooming, Pat, again, the deliberate act of bringing a child into a sexual, political, or racial ideology, practice, cult, or lifestyle without the knowledge or consent of his or her parents for the aim of isolating them from their family so the external party can abuse and manipulate them. Now, the the people who are doing the abusing and the manipulating will not recognize that they are abusing or manipulating, right? They won't. They, no, I'm not doing that. I'm just simply teaching them about X, Y, Z, right? I'm just, there's nothing wrong with teaching four-year-olds about masturbation or self-pleasure or whatever topic, right? Nothing wrong with that. But they have fulfilled all of the other requirements, especially the isolation, the the unwillingness to to even produce a a curriculum, right? A, a syllabus, a, an idea of what is being taught in the classroom. They're fighting that today, let alone what is sexually being taught in the classroom. And we can continue on and on and on. So as I look at this, yes, it's true that, that there are people who are misusing and abusing the term groomer, right? And we run the risk of this becoming you're a racist, right? That we run that risk where it has no power. But I want to be abundantly clear here that what we have been talking about with teachers, with culture more largely, with Disney literally admitting that they are putting quote unquote queer themes into almost everything that they produce today, right? that they're allowing their employees to put ideological things into children's productions. That is the definition of grooming. This is not us flippantly using the term. It is us properly defining the actions of these people, and it must be stopped. Alternatively, Pat, and or additionally, I should say, we have spoken of the story of what happened to Glenn Beck's son, right? And Glenn has been very open about this in the past, right? Is this, was this about, uh, I think it started with the PlayStation, right? 
Yeah, he was, whatever game he was playing, I don't know the name yeah. of the game, but his son was playing a game, and I believe his son was about, what, 12, 13 at the time? At the time, at the time, yeah, and he was, he was playing online. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, you know, they would find him playing this game at really odd hours, right? Like, they'd all be in bed, and his son is, it's 3.30 in the morning, and suddenly, you know, um, there's a charge right on the card, and that's how he first noticed that his son was playing this game at odd hours. And suddenly, he's chatting with this other individual. And over time, this person literally has groomed Glenn Beck's son online. Has literally been grooming him to believe that their friendship needs to be outside of what Glenn and his wife are allowing him to do when it comes to time on on the games, right? And he eventually got to the point where they had to get the FBI involved. Got to the point where this individual was literally sexually grooming Glenn's son. Or attempting to. And they caught it at a good time to catch it. Before it went too far. But if it, if it can happen to, that, to a family that pays attention like that. It sure as hell can happen to your child in a classroom in which you are not paying attention to. Because you, as a parent, rightfully, by the way, assume that when you send your child to school, they are getting an education in reading, writing, arithmetic, right? Or getting an education in science or technology or engineering even or whatever, right? That is, what most, that is what most people in today's world still assume. They still assume that, hey... I'm sending my kid to to school. They're safe. They're fine. They're they're going to school. They're getting an education. They're learning. They're not taking the time to understand everything that is being taught, and they don't know everything. I mean, they, they, here's the thing: they've been told, "Hey, here's here's the syllabus. Here's what I'm teaching. Here's all this," but they're not seeing what is being actually taught in the classroom. They're trusting. They're, they're whatever school system they're in. They're trusting their their principals, their teachers, and, and anyone else that's involved that this is what's happening. However, we have seen time and time again, and we've played examples time and time again on this program that that's not actually what's happening. They're not telling you everything, and nor are they going to, mm-hmm. because then they will get caught, and then, then at the same time. Once they get caught, they know that they cannot force this agenda down your throats anymore. Mm-hmm. They, they know they can't do that. And that's why I've been a longtime advocate for um, cameras in the classroom. And if this is a public school and a public institution at a K through 12 level, I firmly believe that the parents have a right to see what is going on in the classroom. Because this is a trust but verify situation. On our hands right now. Oh, right. sure. Like you said, to your point, they might produce a syllabus or a syllabi, right? And there, That and doesn't mean me that's what's actually going on in the classroom. Right. And don't get me wrong. There are really good teachers out there. Right. There are good teachers that do deserve your trust, but that trust is earned. Yep. It's not freely given. It's and, earned. And more importantly, I also have the right to be able to monitor my child's behavior. Right. Right. That's more. And... And do I understand some of the privacy concerns about, well, what if this child's being abused and they're coming to that that educator, right, right. Uh, with that? 
I totally understand some of those things. I just firmly believe we can't trust anything that these educators are putting in front of us today. And I'm sorry for the vast minority, unfortunately, of people like your wife and some of the other teachers that I personally know. I feel bad that it's come to this, but this is the reality of the situation in front of us. It really is. And it's, I I can't trust you. I, I just can't. If I had children, there, there's no way I wouldn't be homeschooling them. And I have had this discussion with my wife time and time again. I, I don't care. I don't care what right. it would cost us. I don't care what we have to do. I am not allowing my child near a public school. No, not happening. And it, in, in, in even the school that I went to, okay, Pat, which was at the time and still is today one of the best academic public schools in the state of Wisconsin, okay? We, we've produced multiple Ivy League, you know, people. We've produced some of the best and brightest that the state of Wisconsin has to offer, both athletically and academically, okay? Even the school like that, who has very vigilant parent populations, you don't get to be that high level without it, right? Even they have been subject to this. To the point where this to the point where the the school board election threw three new people onto the board, threw three people off of the board, swayed the board completely in, into a different direction. Because of COVID insanity, because of what's been going on with the socialization of of education and uh, things of that nature. Even in that high achieving of an environment, this type of education malpractice is happening. So my, my wife, I mean, my wife being a teacher, we, we've had many conversations about these kinds of things a lot. And she'll be the first person to tell you that there are bad teachers out there. You know, she still believes, though, that that the vast majority are good um, and maybe maybe here, maybe here they are, you know, but getting outside of this state um, and outside of her district specifically, um, I, I think it's going to be less and less. However, you know, we've, we've talked about the whole cameras in the classroom idea, and, and she would be one of those teachers that would actually quit her job if they ever did that something like that here in the state of utah because she doesn't want to be subjected to the politics and stuff anymore she's done with all of that because and, and to her point a lot of these decisions that are trying to be made about the classroom are being made by people that have never set foot in a classroom mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and and so so i while i understand that point and i, I my point has always been this i said it, it's about the kids right she's like right i'm like okay so if it's about the kids, and, and if this was our kid and our kids were going through this, what would, how would you get that transparency? How would you do that? Mm -hmm. And um, because I'm like, that's the problem. That is the problem that that a lot of like that that we're facing right now is how do we get that transparency? It's like, well, you can go and you can get everything that that you ever need on. Like everything's always been available online. Something that they tried to do here is try to make teachers plan out like their entire year, put their entire year up online. But then what happens when something changes? They have to put like a 30-day notice on there. And she's like, that just creates a crap ton more work for, for me. 
Absolutely. I don't disagree with that. Like I said, the camera in the classroom is a solution to that transparency. Right. Without... And and I want to be abundantly clear. This isn't something where I'm advocating for the parent to be able to just spy on what's going on. No. Right. But... But I should be able to go in there, and if there is a question, right, or the principal should be able to go in there, right? If my son or daughter were to come home and say, hey, I was taught this today in the classroom, could my son or daughter be lying about it? Maybe, right? Right. Maybe they don't like their teacher, right? Okay. Well, guess what? Now we've got that neutral arbiter. There's literally proof of this either happening or not happening. And, and it's and that, that, to your point, I guess that's what I'm ultimately getting at is, is what is, give me a better alternative. And in the, on the unfortunate side of this is with my wife being a teacher, she can't, she can't give me a better alternative. Right. And exactly. Like, and, and I don't know if there's, there is a good answer. I think the, the logical answer to this is you as a teacher, get back to teaching your subjects and stop thinking that you have to be the best friend of every single person in the classroom. That doesn't mean that you don't form personal, interpersonal relationships with your students, right? That doesn't mean that. But it means that you keep them at an arm's length, right? Right. You don't need to do all those things to be an effective teacher. You need to be able to, to take your subject and make it relatable to the individual's. You need to take your subject and make people care about it. And that is ultimately where I come down on good teachers versus bad teachers. Good teachers find that. Bad teachers, they think it's their job to separate you from your child. And at the end of the day, I am so, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I am so very thankful for TikTok. Because we are literally seeing these idiots expose themselves time and time again, unfortunately, both literally and figuratively, um, when it comes to their just running word vomit on TikTok. On every subject, because apparently teachers have to, don't forget, teachers have to weigh in on every topic known to man. You can't possibly not not have an opinion you, you know it, it's it's funny that we're 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 giving tiktok props in this case but it's it's honestly we, we've talked about this too of, of shining a light and letting them expose themselves and let them hang themselves at the end of the day Th- that's what we're doing we should we should be using this and screaming it from the rooftop see what's happening here but unfortunately, I don't feel like enough people are doing that yet. I don't. I feel like with with this right in front of people's faces, there's not enough people that realize this yet. What is it going to take at the end of the day for you to realize your kid may be in trouble in the classroom and not at their own fault? What is it going to take? What is it going to take for you to get more involved, to understand... My kid needs me. My kid needs my protection. My kid needs me to watch over him because you know that that that's kind of the job of a parent. And 
here we have like, oh, let's just send our kids to, to school and, and everything will be fine. No, no, not everything is not fine. That's the problem. Absolutely, absolutely. But before we get into the rest of our show, I think it is time for us to play the B or not the B. Are you ready, Pat? Oh, I was, uh, I was born ready. Well, <clears throat> today's headline, AOC drafts legislation opposing ghost guns. Ghosts don't even need guns since they're dead already. AOC drafts legislation opposing ghost guns. Ghosts don't even need guns since they're dead already. And while you are thinking about that, do not forget uh, to uh, visit our fine friends over at um, the Rantavizzo. All right, I'm Dominic Izzo. And I'm Common Sense Ashley. And we'd love you to join us every Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for the Rants of Izzo. We will be talking about everything from politics to porn. Can you handle it? And your sister's ass. Uh, and what happens if they don't listen to us, Ashley? You're dead to us. That's it. It's plain and simple. That's it. There's You're no, dead to us. No other point for this promo whatsoever. Make sure you join us. You can watch us live. You can comment, call in. Rantsavizzo.com. Rantsavizzo here Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. That's right. Every day. Monday through Friday. Don't Nothing miss else. it. That's it. We're done. That's cool. it. Promo cut. Here Love ya. Now. All right, Bye. cool. See ya. I hit that button. There we go. We need a, by the way, we need an intern. All right. Do they really need an intern? I, you know, I actually would fear for that intern because, I mean, they literally tell you they talk about politics and porn. I think that's a, a two very different subjects and also two subjects that can. Are they really that different? They really get though? you in a lot of trouble nowadays. Uh, are they so, really that different, Pat? Yeah. You know, not, 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 I guess you're right. Not, not really. Not anymore. They both involved uh, somebody getting screwed. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> now, having said that, do you need the headline one more time? Well, I mean, you're talking about ghost guns. So no, I don't. It's, it, this is the Babylon B. Thanks for the softball. By the way, yes, you are correct. We have won one hundred dollars of Dominic Izzo's pyramid. I mean, totally legitimate network marketing <clears throat> money. Yes, this is the Babylon B AOC drafts legislation opposing ghost guns because ghost guns don't even need guns since they're dead already. Could you literally hear her saying that? Because I could. She I I literally like felt like I I I heard her voice in my head saying that. Now, Congresswoman AOC has recently drafted strong legislation designed to unilaterally ban ghost guns. She claims the legislation is needed since ghosts are dead already and don't actually need guns anymore. Quote, why would we allow ghosts to have guns if they're dead already? The gun would simply fall through their hands, said Congresswoman AOC. Besides, every gun in the hands of a ghost, uh, of a ghost one less gun in the hands of the people who really need them, FBI agents. And in conclusion, she stated... What if a ghost does learn how to use a firearm? They are scary enough already. A gun is like the last thing they need. That's why I'm proposing legislation to stop this nonsense at once. 
AOC's Democrat colleagues tried to explain that ghost guns referred to 3D printed and unmarked guns made by libertarians, which they also oppose. But this only spooked AOC more. Okay, so, so now what do we do if ghosts learn to make their own guns with 3D printers, said AOC in horror? We'd never be able to stop them. AOC then called the Ghostbusters to capture all the ghosts before they could ever acquire ghost guns, but abandoned her effort after learning that the Ghostbusters also use ghost guns. At publishing time, AOC abandoned the legislation after finding out it would disproportionately affect Democrat voters. See, I was going to make a joke about, uh, you know, all, it's very simple. All you got to do is call the Ghostbusters mm-hmm. and, you know... It'd be over just like that, but then the Babylon Bee took my joke. See, they missed one really good opportunity. What's that? They should have said this um, and then put in while she was sipping an Ecto Cooler. (laughs) I mean, come on. As a kid, was there anything better than high C Ecto Cooler? Am Am I wrong or am I right? Um, I mean, I don't remember the last time I had one of those, but, uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? The great high C juice boxes that were green Ecto cooler. Right. Fantabulous. You know what? I think we should do that as an experiment on the afterthought. Let's go buy some high C. Okay. And, um, and, uh, we'll taste test to see what our favorite flavor is now that we're grown ass adults. (laughs) Is there is there like a uh, an uh, a, like an assorted pack of high C? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Mm. Um, but we should do that. Then we should do Capri Sun after that. I was gonna say. Yeah, I like, think we have Capri a theme the coming for the afterthought on on like once a month. We'll uh, we'll do some taste testing for various things that we loved as a kid that we probably haven't touched since we were a kid. Now, uh, moving on from touching kids to <laughs> um, to wow, inflation. Wow, you really went there? <laughs> well, I mean, that's what groomers are all about, right? And I want to be clear about this. This is about their agenda to sexualize the children, right? Right. To take the children and make them into sexualized beings way before they need to because for them it is about affirming their lifestyle. It's about affirming their choice. And we have talked long and hard about the the process of grooming that happens within the gay community. It happens all the time. I don't know a single person who doesn't have that story who's gay. I do not know a single person who doesn't have that story about being a younger individual and somebody in their late 20s, early 30s, taking them, quote unquote, under their wing. That is the definition of grooming. It literally is. It's also pederasty, but hey. Anyway, uh, Pat, um, we have we have a couple more truth or fictions to get into on today's show. Is that correct? Oh, y- yes, we do. Okay. So, truth or fiction? Um, inflation today is all Putin's fault. I'm going to go with fiction. Okay. Why? Well, because we were having inflation problems before Putin did anything in Ukraine. Right, but, I mean, it was just transitory, right? No, no, um, no. Um, 
there there are certain policies and stuff that were put into place between the Trump and Biden administrations that and then actually you could even go back to even before the Trump administration and, and make some arguments there but um what what I'm saying is is that there were policy decisions and stuff like that that were made that are contributing to inflation today it doesn't all have to do with Putin now is Putin having uh, an effect on economics around the world because of this Ukrainian invasion. Sure. I, I could, I could see that, but is it all his fault? Hells no. Yeah. We, we spent most of 2021 watching inflation kind of right. Right. So it would, it would, um, if you were dealing with inflation in a proper way, because there are two two arguments uh, or two sides economically to this, right? That right. government can't do much and that government actually is the problem when it comes to inflation. And therefore, it can do a lot. Now, we're going to save some of that topic for the afterthought, by the way, because there was a really great article in The Federalist talking about um, why – Government is the problem and always will be the problem when it comes to inflation and why the, the, the consumer is feeling the brunt of this, but it's government action or inaction that is causing the problem and their failure to deal with the cause is going to create even worse problems. So we're going to deal with that article and whether or not we think that's true or, or not in the afterthought. But I want you to hear about this because remember, we were told that, um, according to the White House, how how the hell is Putin's actions somehow driving up inflation for the cost of gasoline over the course of the entire last year? They've never answered that question. So it's Putin's fault that we went from like what two ninety nine to three ninety nine a gallon before he invaded, before any of this happened. That's all Putin's fault. Now, it's true, like to, to your point, that Putin in the war in Ukraine has increased certain things. It has increased uncertainty in the world, right? And when uncertainty in the world happens, there's a component of inflation economically that will happen. Absolutely. I think everybody agrees upon that. But am I supposed to believe this? I want you to hear this, because this is from Jen Psaki. Because of the actions that we've taken to address the Putin price hike, we are in a better place than we were last month, but we expect March CPI headline inflation to be extraordinarily elevated due to Putin's price hike, Saki told the White House press pool on Monday. We expect a large difference between core and headline inflation reflecting the global disruptions in energy and food markets, she, she added, noting that core inflation does not include energy and food data, while headline data does. I will say that anytime there's heightened monthly data or inflation reporting or numbers, it is a reminder to us, to our allies on the Hill, and hopefully to many of the American people that we need to do more to reduce cost for the American people. We have, of course, legislation that could do exactly that. Cut the cost of child care, of health care, of elder care. And, and, and now, now, we're, now we're making up the word elder care. Yes, Mr. Padoni. Um, exactly. Um, what did uh, what what did, what does she mean by Putin's price hike? 
What is Putin's price hike? I mean, specifically, I mean, other than this Ukraine invasion, right? What is Putin's price hike? I don't know. No one can answer that question. So is it really Putin? By the way, Pat, she talked about the difference between core and headline inflation. So she wants us to believe that this this is all about Putin. Right. Okay. This is propaganda, basically. In in 2019, mm-hmm. what was the core inflation rate in America? In 2019? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why I'm asking this. Um... It was 2.3%, which, according to the Fed, is good, right? 2% right. Or, or below means that you're, you're hovering around an a acceptable level. And I right. disagree with that on its face, but that's fine. That's what the Fed says. So let's play by their rules, okay? Okay. That dipped in 2020 down to 1.6%. So even as we pulled all of the lockdown stuff that we pulled— Core inflation never rose, but we saw the increase begin when? Uh, I'm going to assume when we started rolling out stimulus packages. Well, the core inflation rate went from 1.6% in 2020 to 5.5% in 2021. Is that also by the chance correspond or correlating to the uh, change of presidency? Um, who was president in 2021? Joseph Marionette Biden. They're- right. But from 2020 to 2021 is what I'm saying. I don't, I'm not following. So, so in other words, it was, it was what? 1.6 in 2020, right? All right. The last year of the Trump presidency. Correct. Right. And then in and 2021, then- we continued to do what? Spend money like drunken sailors on mm. quote unquote COVID relief, right? Right. Five point five percent. Okay, so from one point six to five point five in twenty twenty two, Pat, it is now six point four. And only going <clears throat> up from there. The annual core inflation rate for the twelve months ending February of twenty twenty two is six point four percent. It is the largest increase since August of 1982. I was not even a full year old, Pat. And after rising 6% previously, the U.S. Labor Department had reported on March 10th of 2022. So no matter the measure that you use, right? Because she told us we can't look at the headline number because it's going to be way bigger and way worse, but we have to look at the core number. Okay, the core number is the highest in my entire lifetime. Is that bad, Pat? You just took my question away. How dare you? But yes, that is bad. Woosa. Woosa. Speaking of Woosa, Pat, they continue to tell us, you know what? I, let's get a new shiny thing out there, right? 
And that new, that fantastic shiny thing is this. We need Congress to pass universal background checks. Universal background checks. And I know it's controversial, but I got it done once. Ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. I was getting criticized when I first passed this law when I was a senator. And guess what? I was down in southern Delaware doing a lot of hunting and fishing down there. And I was walking up one of the creek beds. And the guy standing there said, you want to take my gun? I said, I don't take your gun. He said, well, you're telling me I can't have more than the next number of bullets in, a, in, 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 a, in my gun. And I said, what do you think the deer you're hunting are wear Kevlar vests? What the hell do you need 20 bullets for? You must be a hell of a terrible shot. <laughs> I'm serious. Think about it. Think about the mass shootings. As many as 100 rounds. It's a weapon of war. There's nothing to do with recreation. Your initial thoughts here, Pat. So I've always been of the mind of, of this. What business is it of yours of what kind of gun I have and how many rounds it holds? What business is that of yours? It's my property. As long as I'm not abusing that and abusing that against others, what do you care? It's it's one of those things like I, I have seen people in the past say like they're big gun control advocates that they believe no one should have guns, blah, blah, blah. Yet they've come over to my house where there is guns and they've never known been any of the wiser. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what the hell business is it of yours? And yeah, I might be hunting. I might be a terrible shot. But what business is it of yours of what I'm using to hunt with? Yeah, I don't. I'm not, I don't. I'm not hurting anyone. What business is it of yours? So, it, along those lines, Pat, the first thing you don't understand the Second Amendment if you think it's about hunting, right? It has nothing to do with hunting. It has everything no, it to do with the populace being able to defend itself from government. It has literally everything to do with that. That the populace, a well-regulated militia, will never be able to be. Put in tyranny. Why? For the government's fear of the people being able to defend themselves from you. Now, is it true that, that they have advanced weapons that, you know, if they wanted to kill the population and kill an uprising, they could? Absolutely, but they could have in there in the day back in 1776, too. Right? Right. By, comparison, oh, by the way, yes. you can, by the way, to the, the crowd, yes, you can own a cannon. Did you know that? And yes, you can still own a machine gun. Now, it's very onerous to do so here in the United States of America, but you can own a machine gun to this day. So I come at it from the same perspective, but a little bit of a different, a different philosophy is that hunting is not the argument here. You want right. to make that, go ahead and make that argument. It's a losing argument. It's not about hunting. And, and secondly, secondly, if I want to shoot 20 deer, that's why I've got 20 rounds. Suck it, Joe. 
here's 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 my other thing though what i mean what if i do have to defend myself mm -hmm. and and what if that happens everyone says it will never happen well, are you, really and there's a great the way, video what? by the way that has come out pat um i haven't mm -hmm. played it on here because it's pretty graphic but there's an awesome video of somebody attempting to rob somebody um, they literally just come out of the car, right? The car is stopped. They come out of the car. They point a gun at somebody, and a a, a woman reaches into her purse and literally just blasts him with four shots right in right in the chest, neutralizes it, and the the other person just speeds off from the the scene. Like, oh crap! That's why gun ownership is important. They, literally, there's a kid standing about three or four feet from where this, this happens, right? Right. The only person who ends up getting hurt is the person who pulled the gun in the first place. Boom. There's your defense, right? Boom. I don't... It's ridiculous, man. This is, this is all ridiculous because we'll talk about more of this later, but then we By talk the about way. the ghost gun ban that they want to put in place, right? They want to... They want to make sure that you can't print a... Th well, you, guess what? That cat's already out of the bag. You can't put it back. You, you cannot put it back. It, it already exists. So what are you going to do? Oh, you're going to put a serial number on these things now, right? Because now the government needs... No. What business, to your point, Pat, is it as to whether or not I have a... Well, what about a felon... Newsflash, you, you cannot control for people doing fraudulent things. But what you can do is when those people, you could check on them. You could do random, you know, random checks on felons. Okay, you're a felon. Let me see if you, let me go ahead and see if you have a, uh, a firearm on you. Nine times out of 10, that's how they get, you know, major cases, right? It's that smaller charge, that gun charge, right? You're a felon in possession of a gun. Now let's talk about your drug dealing or let's talk about X, Y, Z, right? You can't control for ghost guns. You just can't. Can't. There's no way. The other thing, the other thing I, I hate this argument too, weapon of war. Weapon of war, right? yeah. Uh -huh. uh, any, any, by the way. Any a nine weapon, millimeter is a weapon of war for shit's sake. I mean, for Pete's sakes, like any weapon can be a weapon of war. A knife is a weapon of war, be... by the way. Yeah. Literally, a bayonet, a weapon of mm. war. Yep. Never mind the fact that, um, hey, Pat, we still have to, we still to this day have to, quote unquote, accept that we don't know anything about that Las Vegas shooting, right? That right. somehow one individual was able to bring in this massive arsenal, take a window out, right? defraud all the camera equipment, like all the, the security apparatus of this massive hotel complex. Oh, by the way, it is also one of the biggest music festivals in the country at the time, right? So heightened security everywhere. And we're supposed to believe that this just magically happened. If you can't control that... No. And more importantly, I, I just, it is none of the business of the government what I do with my private life. None. 
And it has always been my argument, especially when it comes to marriage. Why is the state involved in marriage at all? It is a covenant between a man and his wife and God. Well, what about a man and a man? Go ahead. If you want to do that, if you want to go down to the courthouse and, and get legally married, quote unquote, or you want some church that will do that for you, go ahead. Be my guest. Stay out, though. The state has no right to tell me what I can and can't do or my church what they can and can't do. None. They have no right. Could I file some paperwork with the state after I get married? Yeah, sure. But that's all that they need to know. It's ridiculous. This intrusion into our private lives like this and in a constitutional right enshrined like this. And good luck getting this to go through the Supreme Court, by the way. Good freaking luck. And and this is the, the classic of what Joe Biden says here, do the opposite. And the entire gun control argument, especially from this administration, is the classic cutting off your nose to spite your face. Yeah, he wants to go back to the 1994 assault weapons ban, right? That's what he wants to do except for every piece of statistic shows us it did nothing to stop right? anything. It did nothing. Every statistic that you could point to, even the ones that are quote-unquote good for the assault weapons ban, have proven to be either totally misconstrued or, more importantly, totally irrelevant to, to the larger arguments. I, I just... It boggles my mind. And, and 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 I will say this though, to Joe Biden's credit, Pat, we did get the trifecta of Joe Bidenisms in that one minute clip. We got him speaking softly into the microphone. Uh-huh. We got him incoherently telling a story, and then we got him yelling into the ether. All in one clip. That was impressive effort on the part of Joe Biden. And with that, Pat, do not forget you can tune in to The Afterthought by going to criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe, $5 a month, $45 for your annual subscription. You will get our Afterthought as well as some other things that we are working on behind the scenes. Um, But today on The Afterthought, we are going to be looking further into those inflation claims and um, the basics of inflation. So I think there's some really interesting things uh, from a Federalist article standpoint. So we're going to discuss that. So join us in the afterthought. But your final thoughts on today's show, Pat. Don't get lost. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.